Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Time, this service this morning and for however many weeks is done by our church out, uh, out of an abundance of care. We want to make sure that we're all taking care of each other and that we're not inflicting one another unintentionally with something that we don't want to, to do. And so this runs against the grain of a lot of us who want to just keep going and, and do this no matter what. And um, I have to say, I have, I'm that way, but the board twisted my arm, <laughs> and so here we are. And we are doing this really out of love for one another, that we care for each other. And Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, that they give up their life for their friends. And this is in us giving us, we're giving something us, giving up something for our friends, for one another, so that we might be safe and strong in this time. Also, as we, as we know, our, our state, Florida, is last I saw was number three in the country in number of, of infections. And so it's a bit of an anxious time for all of us knowing that we may well be facing a, a shutdown as other states are now experiencing. But um, we will do whatever we have to do to be available to one another. And they, they say they'll keep essential services open. Well, Jesus said, we don't live by bread alone. And yes, grocery stores will be open, but why not churches? <laughs> We're gonna be open in, in this way. We will give the spiritual food as best we can. This morning, I'm going to preach about standing up to the bullies. This is the chapter from William McRaven's book, Make Your Bed. And we are standing up, as Pastor Bill indicated, up against the bully of this virus. And we're standing up there against the bully of fear. And for this morning, I've changed the text that I put out earlier. I put out Romans 12, but I'm going to, I just couldn't resist, tell the story about David. David was still a pencil neck kid, and his brothers were off fighting against the Philistines, and the Philistines were presenting this, this so-called champion this man Goliath. I say man, he wasn't really a man. He was just bigger than everyone else and he was beating up on smaller people all the time. His whole life was to beat up on little people compared to him. So with his strength and his, his, his verve to fight, he beat up on little guys. Well, David's father, Jesse, wanted him to go off to the front of lines to uh, take, his mother had made a bunch of tamales and wanted to take these things to, to her, his brothers on the front line. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from 1 Samuel. One day Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. 
see how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they're doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early in the morning with the gifts and Jesse, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts of battle cries. Soon the Israelites and the Philistines force, Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with his keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant, the men said. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked a soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard that David was talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. Don't worry about that Philistine, David told Saul. I will go fight him. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. William McRaven writes about his SEAL training and how they had to go out late at night off San Clemente Island and, and swim through the dark, cold waters that were, were shark-infested with, with hammerheads and, and makos, and, and the worst of them were, were great whites. And they were terrified, of course, swimming in those waters. But part of what SEAL training entailed was facing their fears and facing the bullies. William McRaven then writes about how he, in capturing Saddam Hussein, had him imprisoned. And those who were part of his former army would come in still intimidated by this man. They would meet him in the cell and they would still be fearful and intimidated by Saddam Hussein. So in response, William McRaven would go in every day, stand there, Saddam Hussein would stand up and McRaven would tell him to sit back down on his, on his cot and then leave every day, putting this man in his rightful place. And McRaven writes this about the bullies. Bullies are all the same, whether they're in a schoolyard, in the workplace, or ruling a country through terror. 
They thrive on fear and intimidations. Bullies gain their strength through the timid and the faint of heart. They're like sharks that sense fear in the water. They, they will circle to see their prey is struggling. They will probe to see their, if their victim is weak. If you don't find the courage to stand your ground, they will strike. In life, to achieve your goals, you have to be men and women of great courage. That courage is written in all of us. Dig deep and you will find it in abundance. The bullies, they're all cowards. They're all those who have to use intimidation and fear. They, they gather their people around them who will reinforce what they already want to think and say and, and things that they want to do. They have their own Philistine army around them that sends them out to do their bullying work. And they're cowards. They're weak. And when they fail, they fail greatly. Coaching at North Naples Regional Park, I see more about what's going on in the hearts and lives of coaches oftentimes than I do the kids. The kids are, are great. Typically they are, however, taking on some of the character of their coaches. What I find is the coaches will either lose humbly or quit pridefully. So when I have won some of those games, particularly in the championship, and I've been up against really fine coaches, they came over, they come over, smile, shake my hand, greet the kids, tell the kids what a great job they did, game over. And then there are others who are angry to the end. They throw stuff, they're yelling stuff. And when it's all over with, they storm out of the gym. They don't greet me, they don't greet the refs, they don't greet the other kids. They're prideful quitters. Bullies are prideful quitters. And they just leave. They're just done. And then they look for another way and another day to do their bullying. Well, David, when he found out about what was going on with Goliath, he was shocked. Here he was just going out to see his brothers, to take him some food that mom had prepared back, back home. And he sees this Philistine bully get out in front of his army, who were those giving him some strength and courage, standing out there and defying the God of Israel and God's armies. And David saw this and he saw the Israelite army shrinking in fear. And he, he asked, who is this guy? What's going on that he has the audacity to stand out in front of everyone and defy God and, and the army? Who is this guy? So he says, I'll fight him. I'll go out and get him. Now David's still just a pencil neck kid. He's a young boy. He's a young man just taken off the the field where he was watching sheep. He says, I've, I've killed lions and I've killed bears. I can do this. And so Saul gives him his armor and David's just so small. He is weighed down with, David, with Saul's armor and he casts it off 
And you know the story. He goes out and finds the stones and he takes his slingshot that he uses to, to beat the, the animals off to protect his flock. And he kills the Philistine bully. Brings him down. And demonstrates to all about what it means not just to be personally courageous, but what it means to stand up against the bullies. To stand up and face them and, and to call out their cowardice. And that's what David does. And how critical it is for all of us to, to know that God has given us the stuff in our own hearts. It's not just in us innately. It's something that is accomplished by God in all of us to bring us the, the strength that we need. So the Lord, whenever there's a theophany, whenever there's a, an instance in which God or one of his angels shows up, it always begins with that phrase, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And in so, so doing, our Lord is reminding us that he has given us something that enables us not to be fearful. Or at least to feel that fear and stand up to the bullies of our lives. And we've all had them. We've all known them. I still remember when I was a kid growing up in Spokane, Rick Diffley. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can remember the names of the evil people in our lives? Big kid, red curly hair, and he would go around terrorizing the neighborhood. I remember dad using that term. Oh, he, he's a bully. A bully. I could look him up on the internet, see if he's still around. He's probably a, probably a nice guy by now. But we all know, we, we've all had those experiences. And we do have this, this virus now as a, a bully that is intimidating all of us. And what must we do? But we must take the five, sm smooth, phones, five smooth stones of our capabilities and fight that Goliath off. And so we are so grateful for the medical professionals who are working around the clock and those who are knowledgeable networking across the planet to make sure that this thing is, is held at bay, but that we, we must face off this, this bully and we must do what is necessary, not run and hide. And I don't consider self-quarantining at all hiding, but I see that as being an act of of, of care on behalf of others, because none of us want to be responsible for inflicting any, anything on anyone else. So we, we face our bullies. And I'm reminded of so many instances throughout history where because of the courage of men like David, but most especially our Lord, who stood up against one bully after another, whether it was the, Phili pardon me, the, the Pharisees, whether it was the Roman Empire or Pilate, whoever was to be responsible for it, trying to intimidate Jesus. And you know the story of how he was, when he was captured and he was put into the, the dark dungeon and how these ham-handed Romans beat him and mocked him and spit at him. And then he had to stand in front of Pilate. And Pilate himself, a, a weak bully, a coward, 
tried to wash his hands of any responsibility, but handed over Jesus to be crucified. And he faced the greatest bully, and that is death. The death that we were created not to have. Death, which is a, a crass bully introduced into human existence. A bully that was introduced because of our own failures, our own sin, and our own fears. We face that, that bully, and it will have its way with all of us. But we can face that bully with, with great courage and with joy. We have also those who have, by, ma- by, by their nature, have, have done what is necessary to stand up against the bullies of this life. Think about John Witherspoon, who stood up against the, the, the parliament and the economic interests of slavery and brought an end to slavery, the beginning of the end of slavery in the British Empire. And then this woman in her 40s, Rosa Parks, who stood up against the, the brute realities of segregation in the South and stood up against the bullies of those who were trying to enforce an illegitimate law. And, and those who have done what is necessary to bring an end to this horrific reality that was slavery in our, in our own land. There's a great hymn an abolitionist poem. And unfortunately, because of political correctness, this poem, which is a hymn, is not included in a lot of hymn books anymore. I guess because they couldn't correct the title adequately and the opening line adequately, once to every man and nation. But but in following the courage of Jesus, the third and fourth verses go like this. By the light of burning martyrs. In the first century, the martyrs of the church were literally impaled on poles because of their courage. Impaled on poles and set alight to illuminate the the parties of the Caesars. And they faced their deaths laughing and with joy. By the light of burning martyrs, Christ, thy bleeding feet we track. Toiling up new Calvaries ever with the cross that turns not back. New occasions teach new duties. Time makes ancient good uncouth. They must upward still and onward who would keep abreast of truth. Though the cause of evil prosper, yet the truth alone is strong. Though her portion be a scaffold, and upon the throne be wrong. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. And so the Lord our God is with us. David didn't go out and face that, goal, that, that Philistine champion alone. The Lord stood in the shadows behind him and empowering him, and he does for all of us. Whatever it is, that we face, whatever the Goliath, whatever the fear, whatever the bully that we have to encounter, our Lord stands with us. Will you bow with me in prayer? And so, Father...
pray for our people even now. Pray for them as they do what they must to stay safe and to keep others safe. We pray, however, Lord, that they might, in such a time as this, be steeled in their courage. You might give them the strength to know that you are the one who protects. You are the one in whom we put our trust. You are, O Lord, our mighty fortress. And we pray in the strength of the name of Jesus, who is Lord of all. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.